Hello, and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. My name is Spencer. The movie this week is La Morte Ha Fatto L'Uovo, a.k.a. Death Laid an Egg, a.k.a. A Curious Way to Love, a.k.a. Death Trap, a.k.a. Plucked, from 1968, directed by Giolio Questly. Questly? I added an L. Yeah. Added an L. Starring Gina Lollobrigia, John Luis Trigiantic. That oh god, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm not capable of this. I can't. I'm so sorry, Italy. Anyway, Spencer, you Italy, this one. I apologize. Uh, well, John Louis is French. Yeah, yeah, I figured. And he's still alive and still active. Oh, good. I mean, he sure. He certainly had one face in this movie. Yeah. Or one one emotion, I guess. Uh you picked this movie, buddy. Yeah. And I you got a special uh love for Chalo movies. Is that is that what's going on? Yes, I do. I have a special love for yellow movies because uh, Chalo means yellow in Italian. And that comes yeah. yeah, that comes from um Basically, Jalo movies were adaptations of the pulpy, kind of cheap, crazy little novels from, I think it was the 30s when it started. And they, the, the spines were always yellow. So it kind of turned into, when they started adapting these, they kind of started calling them Jalo because they're pulpy and ridiculous. And it was a reference to the books. I That's see. cool. Yeah, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, so if you're Italian... You probably knew it already. But, um, yeah, this Shalo I first heard of on the podcast Daughters of Darkness, one of my favorite podcasts, period. And they did a series on underappreciated Shalo, and they talked about this, and their enthusiasm of it really made me want to check it out, and I did. And I was immediately entranced by just what this is, which I'm still not really <laughs> sure what it is. Us either. <laughs> we we uh, loved it, but at the same time, we were like, what the heck? <laughs> well, 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 well. You didn't love it? No, I did not love it. <laughs> okay. I thought it was okay. I did, I did think I, I enjoyed watching it. I did not think it was, uh, I mean, I don't have very much experience with mm-hmm. Jalo. Not Giallo, Giallo. Uh, other than, say, Suspiria and uh, the, the movie that we covered for this podcast. What's, what was that one called? Oh, uh, I don't say Tenebrae, but that's that's the one with John Saxon. 
Uh, Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, uh, Phenomenon. Phenomena. And, uh, of course, my personal favorite, Jallo, which is the uh, Bloody Pit of Terror, starring the Crimson Executioner, which this movie reminded me of. Because they, like, like, uh, those, those other two, Suspiria and Phenomena, are, like, that dubbing over them, I never realized how good that dubbing was. (laughs) In Death Lays an Egg, the dubbing is just... I, I I don't know what the actors must have been actually saying because what these English people were saying was like the most mundane, stupid conversations. I swear. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of real dicey when it comes to Jalo of will this be good dubbing, bad dubbing, or will it be an Italian? And uh, usually you kind of get one of the two dubbing. We were talking about Django before we were recording. That's yes. what it most reminds me of, the first Django movie. That yeah. dubbing is so god-awful. Yeah. And on that uh, note, Questy directed a couple of the knockoff movies. A cu- couple of the Django knockoffs? Yeah, yeah he did... Like, Django think, Unchained? Sure. He did, I uh, think, two or three of them. Cool. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, if Okay, if the listeners aren't familiar, the Django was a a crazy spaghetti Western that kind of was so popular that in Italy, they decided to make sequels to them, but the sequels have nothing to do with them. And they're, uh, it's just, uh, related in name only. And, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, the main actor looks like Franco Nero, but is was never Franco Nero except for like maybe three movies. Yeah. Well, some, sometimes it was Franco Nero, in a movie that was not, when he was making it, was not called anything Django, and then the company changed it to Django afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of the, the Bruce Lee knockoff movies after he died. Like Bruce, like Bruce Lee, and uh, there are like mm-hmm. five other Bruce. Yeah, Bruce Br- Lee spelled with an I. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce Ling, I think, was one. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of Cash in on it. Yeah. What did you like about this, Sarah? I want to know what why I liked it. Why you why have you gone egg crazy as I'm going to call it? This movie was really weird. Um I kind of I didn't know if we were in for another doppelganger type <laughs> situation. You never know with Spencer. Um but I I really am glad you picked this one because I like to be surprised, and this definitely surprised me. <laughs> um, this, uh, I don't know. I think visually, it's really great. It, they do a lot of artistic stuff visually. The only thing I th- thought could, was lacking a little bit was that the film quality or, you know, the copy of it that's used is... Um, kind of old and kind of cheap looking but like with minor changes to the way the footage looks and the like lighting I think it could be like amazing looking and even even the way they they shot it and they set up some of the stuff I think was really cool it, and it, it, yeah it, it, like a lot of the Jalo it looks really good and really interesting yeah yeah, it does. I mean, that's that's like one of the highlights of of Jalo yeah. as as a genre, right? Yeah, it's visually beautiful, even if like the plot, well, most of the time the plot 
doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But that's right. not the point. Right, yeah, yeah. Nonsensical plot points and, and images is, is part of it. I agree. I, I agree with that. I feel like um, the other part was so confusing that it, it like became it's so funny like i have no problem with suspiria's like witch plot i've got no no problem with the uh, phenomena's little you know secret little person a crazy teacher plot um, i'm just gonna spoil all of those movies i apologize well the tra- italy i'm so sorry yeah. italy. <laughs> well giallo's are usually a murder mystery so if you right. have if you haven't seen it by now it doesn't matter you can still yeah. watch them and one of them has Udo Kier. That's that's all you need to know. I'm sure he did like five of them at least. <laughs> I mean, five hundred because there are so so many of them. It's entertaining to watch how it plays out, even if you do know what's going to happen. Just the way, the way it's entertaining um, through the course of this kind of movie, just to see what they do with it visually and how it all comes about. Yeah, it, it's barely a science fiction movie. Oh, it's definitely, but it is, it is definitely science fiction. Although it predicted the future, the uh, Kentucky Fried future, if you will. You know, mutating a chicken born without mm. a head or uh, feathers or or wings—that's perfect. You know, ground yeah. it up into the meal. Yeah, I guess. Maybe. And all, you know, all those chickens are doctors now, or whatever yeah. the hell that advertising <laughs> was. Well, the chicken is a part of, uh, it's an integral part of society. We need to realize that the chicken can be a, <laughs> can be a politician, or can be a doctor. People don't realize how, how, how much chicken could fit directly into their lives. It's part of modern life, and <laughs> yeah. the sooner we realize that the the better our society will be. Yeah. Chickens are the way of the future. Exactly. And could have, <laughs> they should have done like a sabotage uh, plot line where the beef council was trying to <laughs> infiltrate the group <laughs> or something. Else. I wouldn't be surprised if that was a part of a draft of maybe like some rival meat uh, association trying to get involved. I think I think my problem stems from the very beginning because in that opening part where it's like a series of of shots of different people at this hotel like I didn't know I didn't necessarily need to know who was going to be the main character but what I thought happened was that the main guy was at a hotel for some reason and he like went out into or he was like listening and hearing somebody getting murdered yeah. But but now I think wait, he was the one who was doing the fake murder? Uh I'm not sure. Okay, yeah. so the the guy Marco who was married to the woman that owns a chicken company, he uh he hires prostitutes to fake kill them. Right. And I guess have sex with them if he in the one that are fake dead? Yeah, I'm not sure about that part. It's well, I, I know that's what's going on later, but in the very yeah. beginning, who is the person who... It's the police. The police are thought... are on to him because they think he's killing women. The police are the people who are in the very beginning murdering that woman? No. Watching. No, no. That was, a, that was a fake murder in the beginning. Right. But was it him doing the fake murder or was it him listening in and then seeing it through the window? It was the, it was the police I I was listening. the other guy. 
Oh, that was okay. So it was him doing the fake murder, but yeah. it was a police officer who was like listening in through the vent. Yeah, it's the police because uh, they think he's killing women. When it, who cares? If we spoil it. Um, there's a big reveal at the end where uh, a couple of prostitutes say, "Oh, he killed me a couple times last month." He's such a gentleman. I didn't think that was even like a, a like that didn't come off as a surprise when like those other people find out about it because he's obviously not murdering that one lady. He, even the neck thing looks fake, but you yeah. know he, he like takes out the lipstick and he's like marking her with it. Yeah, it's like it's his weird. I'm trying to say weird, but it, it's his thing that he that he likes for whatever reason he likes. I don't think he's weird, but I think that the person who wanted to put this in a movie is weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and I thought it was the other guy. I thought that the guy, um, the one who that like is involved, joins the, the advertising team. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. I thought it was that guy. Uh, no, he he did kill the wife at the end. Yeah, and. Uh, He's in it to win yeah. it with Gabri, Gabrielle. Gabrielle, yeah. Gabri- the actress plays Gabrielle. Uh, I can't pronounce her name. But she and Jean-Louis were in another Jalo the year before called Deadly Sweet, directed by mm. Tinto Brass. That's mm. pretty good. Wait a minute. So the part... The, okay, sorry, listeners. The guy... <laughs> the guy... The guy... Um, that's married to the woman who owns the chicken company is she finds out he has a hotel room. The Colonel. Yeah. She's had for a long time. Yeah. She is suspicious of his, uh, FM that's like disappearing during work. So is she, uh, Gabrielle, who is her niece or her cousin, um, tells, (laughs) It's complicated. Tells, uh, uh, I forgot where I'm going with this. The other guy? Yeah, she's involved. Tells the other guy? Well, Gabrielle tells Anna, who is her aunt, that she saw Marco at a hotel room. Right? At a hotel with a prostitute, is that the case? Yeah, because she's also having an affair with Marco. Right, G- Gabri is having an affair with Marco, but Gabri is also, also using him because she's actually with Mondani. Mon- yeah, who is a Mondrani. Mond- Mondani, who is a publicity agent for uh, the Chicken Council. Chickens. He's a yes. man with some ideas. <laughs> He's a publicist for See, chickens. Yeah, for See, the- this is <laughs> this is where I'm confused about this mm-hmm. because. I think what what I saw in the beginning was was Mondani, Mondani, murdering a woman, and I think that's that was Marco seeing him do that, and that's Maybe. why when when Mondani shows up at the the uh, whatever meeting, uh, Marco's like freaked out, like holy crap, that's that murderer guy, you know, I'm gonna keep an eye on him. So you think hmm. that's what I was wondering if there was this underground club. That was like, okay, everybody who wants to watch somebody get killed, maybe, or pretend to get killed, like, everybody get to the peepholes in the wall, like, 
I and I didn't know if he was part of this circle that had like observed this thing happen or uh, if he was the one doing it. I think it's a coincidence. Uh, Joel, you're probably maybe I I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. It could yeah. go a couple different ways with the beginning because it's cut very chaotically. Yeah. And they're not filling in the story or anything like that. There's a lot of shots that are are incredible zoom-ups on people's face. There was a series of shots where it was a zoom-up on Marco's face, and then you go to Mondaini's face, and, you know, he's talking, and then go back to Marco, who's just looking at him. Yeah. It was all... all uh, I, I'm, I'm holding my hands, so obviously nobody can see it, but it's like cut off just above the eyebrows and cut off just below the mouth, you know, so it's mm-hmm. like you can't see his head. It's, it's, like in a it's slat. filling the head. It's like, yeah, and like unattractive the, on purpose. Yeah, the, the very, very beginning was just this chaotic, uh, surreal music played over footage of egg embryos. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was saying that was gross, and Sarah said it looked like her painting, so now I feel bad. You're so no, I, <laughs> I thought that it was interesting looking, like kind of, yeah, like molecules or cells dividing or yeah. something. And so there's the, the murder or fake murder. It's still unclear. That turns into a spontaneous photo shoot in the chicken coop. Oh, right, because that's where fashion models yeah. hang out. Oh, they, the you know, it's, it's for publicity photos, right? Yeah, I'm sure they've done it on America's Next Top Model. <laughs> oh, no, but yeah. Hold up that dead chicken. Yes, that's very good. Very. <laughs> so who's taking the pictures of them? Mark, uh, well, they're taking they're- turns. Yeah, they're taking it. There's, First it's Marco, and then, then he, like, hands it over to Gabri. Yeah, it's just, they're goofing off, having a uh, spontaneous photo shoot uh, I mean, with chickens. Looks like, nobody looks like they're having any fun. When you say <laughs> goofing off, it's just we don't know what the purpose is. They've, they've all got this self-serious look, like, this is important business. Posing. Once again, yeah. you can't see me, audience, but I am posing. <laughs> yeah, and then you learn that the the workers, uh, I guess they went on strike or something, and they just kind of hang out like a tough gang outside the fence. They didn't go on strike. What it is is they were all replaced by the new machinery oh, that they okay. had installed. And so they, yeah, they're afraid that terrible things are going to happen and that sabotage might be happening. But that gets dropped almost immediately. Yeah. This feels like... Like you're jumping into a cold pool of water. Like <laughs> you're you're first you're seeing somebody get killed, we think, in a hotel room. Then you're suddenly in a chicken coop where like everybody's running around taking pictures and then like next thing is like a a crowd of workmen like yelling at them like they hate them. Yeah. Um, and don't don't forget the adorable dog. Oh, the doggy! That doggy yeah. was a friend. I liked him. Yeah, let's not say a name of the dog. Oh, I don't know the name of the dog. Uh, it wasn't it was Blackie? Oh, okay. Oh, he had a black coat. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 the uh, name of the uh, the madam on Twin Peaks too. Oh yeah, that was. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like that element of the old Twin Peaks. No, I yeah, I understand. It's weird. 
She has an eye patch. Leave her alone. Yeah, so does Nadine, but Nadine's cool. Mm. I'll be the judge of that. I don't know. Her, her going back to high school is pretty cool. No. And, oh, and dating the, that's the, the worst part of the <laughs> I like all of season two. Deal with it. Oh, you're the one. I kind of do, too. You guys go get a room oh. and watch Twin Peaks season two together. <laughs> Fine. It, I like season two a lot. I don't like it as much as season one, but I like season two. I like the world. I I, I didn't say I didn't like season two. I just don't like certain parts of it, like Nadine. Whatever. So, the dog, Joel and I both thought this was a big dog, and then we saw it chasing after the chickens (laughs) and realized it was a small dog. It's only slightly bigger than the chickens. Yeah, Yeah. it's like the size of Freya. It's a little dog. Yeah, it's pretty cute. But not nearly as fast as Freya. Freya would have run out the building by then. <laughs> by the way, audience members, uh, there's a special website called DoesTheDogDie.com, and there you can look at certain movies to see, in case you're sensitive about that kind of stuff. Yeah. My suggestion is you look up this movie before you watch it if you are sensitive about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that eventually. Yeah, and... So, yeah, the photo shoot gets interrupted because uh, a giant wrench, a cartoonishly big wrench, almost hits Marco. Yeah, it falls out of the feet, the feet thing. It doesn't almost hit Marco. It almost hits Anna. Anna. Yeah, she's, up on, the, she's up on the catwalk. I, I don't mean the fashion thing. I mean, the, the you know, the raised platform. Yeah. It's called the catwalk also. Uh, <laughs> Coincidentally, she's doing fashion modeling on that catwalk. That's correct. Yep. <laughs> And uh, she's like, I could have been killed. I told you, those workers. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And Marco's like, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. And it's blah, like the Marco, <laughs> blah, blah. And it's like the first indication of, oh, some, uh, there might be a murder plot happening. That's an abnormally large wrench. Yeah, it's like, it looks like, it looks cartoonish. Yes. Uh, you guys, I, I've seen that kind of wrench before. Come on. I, well, I haven't. I haven't lived your life, Joel. Working on the boats. I have to say that the chicken reactions, the chickens were really good actors in this. They had, uh, <laughs> I was joking around about the can prize for the chicken acting mm-hmm. um, in my notes. The golden egg. And that, oh yeah, the grinder feeder machine. So... Does that just, like, spin something from a silo, or does it, like, cut things up? It's, uh, like, I, th- I think it was, like, three huge rollers that are constantly moving. Okay. Maybe just from is mashing it- up, yeah. 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 Okay. I was just curious about that. Whatever it is, it's the best in the market right now. You know, yeah. this is the high-tech facility. Right. That's what you need to remember. Yeah, it replaced human labor. Mm-hmm. And this movie yeah. kind of turns into a man versus science thing, yeah. kind of. Yeah, they've even got a little laboratory right there, you know, next to all the coops with it, the, yeah. the uh, test tubes. And, uh... Don't you think that's funny? <laughs> yeah, it was just like a little <laughs> table with like with chemicals on it. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to get any results that don't have chicken <laughs> in there. Right? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> 
the debris of like the coop was just flying into whatever they had there. The scientist is even like, I can't get the results I want. I always get different results because your environment is disgusting. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They they can afford the high-tech chicken machine, but they can't afford a, a, a separate laboratory. Right. It's just he a has side to do project. that on site. Like, <laughs> take all the samples and everything. I, I'm trying to think of an example. It'd be like if you, you're like living at home and you're like, I, I have to have a special room for my recording equipment. And your father's like, oh, don't you just use the garage? That's fine. And the garage is like right next to a busy road. It's like a mi- the okay. microscope is probably getting like chicken feed <laughs> on chicken. it. <laughs> There's just chicken chicken farts flying through my chemicals. Yeah, that I must smell must uh, uh, the coop must smell pretty terrible. But yeah. then again, they're, they're probably used to it. I mean, it's oh, really high yeah. tech too. So we we used to have a place near where we lived that people called Egg City, and it was the smell was disgusting yes mm. and it would come all the way over the mountain oh yeah, yeah so it must have smelled real bad <laughs> there i used to have to drive by it on our way to community college back in the day and it was just like you have to hold you have to hold your breath but it doesn't matter it's gonna get through it was really stinky yeah mm. and it all burned down <laughs> Hooray! yeah um, so uh we're yeah, I'm trying to follow the plot. What plot? There's kind of a plot. It's just... I can tell you one thing that's going on. The next plot point that we really need to talk about is Marco is... Uh, well, we there's one thing you can count on in this movie, and that's shots of women's bellies. There's, there's a lot oh, of ladies yeah. taking off their clothes or wearing bathing suits, and they're always talking about their bodies and stuff like that, or the other person's bodies. It was bodies. really weird. And it, it's it's almost <laughs> almost as disturbing as like the, the close-up on the faces. For some reason, we're just sticking around the, the panty line there. And in, in between where the bra would be, and it's like, hey, look at this, look at this lady's belly. Yeah, well, she's talk, like, she's talking about how Marco doesn't want to do it or whatever. I don't know. It's like the waistline. Like for some reason, it's like zoom in on like the narrow part of the waist mm-hmm. on the lady, and then they start talking about like parts of like. Doll parts, body parts. Yes, I, I, I had a dream that Gabriel was a bell, or I was a doll. Yeah, it was really weird. And then yeah. the, the, there's something kind of like, I thought, like, satanic was going on at first. Oh, it was definitely satanic. I thought it was like House of the Devil or something at first. <laughs> yeah, and um, it things get things start to get even weirder when... Uh, uh, they, uh, Anna and Mark are going to bed, and Anna is just talking about Gabrielle, and say, and I wrote down some of her lines, and one is, uh, <laughs> I'd love to take her apart at certain points, like when she's laughing or when she's been drinking. Yeah, it's just like it just sounds like, oh, maybe she's the killer. Yeah. It's like, oh no, no, she's not the killer. She just wants to take apart her niece. 
don't you think the relationship between her and her niece is very strange? Yeah, it's like a little too close. Yeah. The, the way it, it, the movie's laid out, it's not even like a murder mystery like you were talking about. Because it's not, he's not trying to figure out who the killer was or who the person who killed got killed was. It's like he stumbles onto things and then he kind of like, <laughs> because he figures out that that woman uh, that he thought he saw murdered, the, the uh, Elizabeth Taylor knockoff there, was not actually killed. Because he sees her walking while he's like walking down the street and kind of stalks her for a little bit, uh, I think it's it's more about his obsession with figuring out why somebody would do that until it becomes like a fixation of his own. Like I now I'm into this, you know, fake killing a woman thing, and and yeah, somebody decides to use it against him. Yeah. But there's also chickens. Yeah, that's about the chicken industry. <laughs> and uh yeah so they get they get a publicist that marco does not care for and right. he um <laughs> has an ad campaign uh idea for them well he no he's got a pretty good idea i mean this is yeah. I, this sold me on chicken being an essential part of life yeah i mean there's like a chicken wearing a smoking jacket yeah it's like a <laughs> <laughs> There's a chicken with a with a stethoscope, right? Yeah, that chicken is a doctor. And it, these aren't even like I'm not talking <laughs> about like an animated chicken. It's like a picture of a chicken, and then a very large stethoscope going up to the chicken. It's like somebody took clip art, <laughs> yeah, and made some like uh, oh some uh, new uh, what, what is that uh, Art Deco kind of thing going on or mid century that, that like minimalist style of poster making um that's modern 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 images yeah yeah, yeah. and um uh the the publicist i i love i love some of his lines one was <laughs> in the past we used to think of the chicken as not much better than a country cousin instead of an <laughs> integral part of society <laughs> And now, <laughs> and now we want to try to cap, uh, conceptualize the chicken as the principal actor in the drama of modern life. This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is serious stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and this is, yeah, and then he has a chicken as an engineer, a chicken as a doctor, uh, as a businessman, as a soldier. And it's just like... Oh, what? <laughs> Why is this here? Is us. What are you? <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh... <laughs> I I uh, was scratching my head. <laughs> well, the thing about it is, is like everybody except for Marco is like, oh my god, great, this guy's a genius. Great idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly what we wanted. This is what I feel in my soul, and you've put it into words. <laughs> Marco, why didn't you think of this? <laughs> oh, yeah. And Marco is upset that people will mix up humans and chickens by the artwork. Because they're, they're doing two things that are too human. Yeah, what is this? Some sort of crazy world? <laughs> well, um... People are going to think a chicken can drive a car! Honestly, I... <laughs> I mean, this is completely silly, but in my 
real life in life, I, I do feel bad for eating meat. Um, and I've tried to stop a couple times. Well, certainly, but we're not having that discussion. Right, right. But I'm going to say that on this point, to think of chickens as being more like humans may make <laughs> people want to eat them less is what I'm saying. Do I need to start talking about cannibalism again? Because I'll get into it. Just bring this <laughs> no, out. thank you. No, thanks. Uh, yeah, so, uh, uh, so immediately you get the feeling of like, Oh, this guy's gonna stick around, but I wonder why. Oh, because well, I mean, he wants he, to keep his job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he he's a publicist. It's his job to you know work on an ad campaign. Now, what would that campaign work on you guys? Like seeing like a chicken as like a part of modern society, like as a doctor or a soldier. This, this came out in '68. It must have worked because chicken is an integral part of my <laughs> life right now. Now, Joel, no. do you respect the chicken? I do respect the chicken. In fact, I admire the chicken. Okay. <laughs> now, is the chicken, in, in your view, the principal actor in the drama of modern life? <laughs> now that you say it, I, I just, it's not really modern life without the chicken. So, yes, of course. I, uh, no, I don't think this ad campaign would work on me. Sarah. In fact, I don't know what ad campaigns would work on me anymore because I don't like advertising at all. So I I kind of, I mean, if I want something, I want it. If I don't, I don't. It kind of doesn't really depend on the way it's advertised to me. Mm, yeah. We've what? basically been living without cable for about six years, so we <laughs> don't really see advertisements anymore. Okay. Except for on the computer. Yeah, and those are all advertisements trying to get me to click on boobs for some reason. Like that Kate Upton commercial for that video game, for that mobile game exactly yeah like that yeah click on these games and you'll get to see kate up and just kidding she has nothing to do with the game <laughs> tricked you yeah but I, like this campaign if i saw it, i'd be like i want to get some of those posters but i don't want to buy any of that chicken i just want those posters oh yeah that's definitely some cool artwork so in this story, uh, Marco has been denying to Anna that there is that he even finds Gabrielle attractive. He he doesn't even look at her that way, you know. I mean that's that's Anna's niece after all. And then we uh, see, of course, we see them cavorting, you know, or, or doing, you know, they're they're hanging out, they're they're running through the forest. Reminded me of something, and now I can't remember it's something about Mad Men, or it's just like. They, when they're with this other person, they act like a, they're like, oh, I'm much more free. I want to run through the forest with you. I want to take drugs or something. It's, it's, that's what it is. It's kind of like a drug trippy thing going on. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, he's an asshole. So what? <laughs> it's a, yeah. It's an, a movie about an Italian man. That's that's basically what I'm used to. Yeah. It seems, it seems like both of them are attracted to her. The the aunt is like making these weird like observations about her body all the time. And like and when like at one point she's swimming and the and the aunt is just like uh leering at her at her niece in a bikini. Yeah, it's really weird and 
I've yeah, I had a note the satanic lady <laughs> wants to play with her like a doll or cut her into pieces. Yeah. Um and just like but the, there's also this weird like she wants to be her. Like it's really strange. And then the husband guy, he the wife is really the weird character even though everybody else is doing weird stuff (laughs) like for me the wife was the one that was like like acting really like sexual and like really um she's fixated on weird things yeah which is funny saying in in a movie about (laughs) a guy who likes to pretend he murders prostitutes yeah yeah, uh, he this doesn't is back, talk about that. <laughs> this is back to your uh, madman, mad, madman thing. Was there ever a campaign for like chicken or like lunch meats on the show? I think there was. I don't remember. No, that's the advertisements were not the important part of that show. I know. I'm just curious. Maybe you know. Maybe Matt, Matthew Weiner saw this movie and was like, hey, "I want to make a." Make a TV show about <laughs> <laughs> an ad man. Yeah, does. <laughs> yeah. He, he saw the 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 ad the ad campaign for the chicken, and he was like, "I can make a TV show with John Ham." <laughs> <laughs> Figured out exactly. John Ham. Yeah, I get it. Meat guys, all these meat guys. Anyways, Mar- Marco's. Yes, he's he's hooking up with Gabri, but he's also going to a hotel on occasion. He's got a room that he like has consistently rented out. Right, they know him there. Yeah, yeah. room seven twenty four. Mm-hmm. Room two four set two three set. What what is the one from The Shining? Uh, uh two thirty seven. Two thirty seven. Yeah, you know the one from Ready Player One. What's that? No. Uh, <laughs> And uh, he meets a a prostitute down there, and he, they go up to his room, and you know she she starts to get undressed for him, right? And he tells her, you know, lie down on the bed or whatever, and then he he starts to bind her, and it seems like she's not into this. She's like, hey, wait, you know, and he we're we're cutting between this and i i think it's like the pool scene i'm not sure exactly there's a lot of cross cutting going on in these like we don't hold on anybody for too long we're we're cutting in between yeah. plot points if you can even call them that and yeah, some it's, scenery it's very sporadic just like the music and i i seem to remember there are some shots that are just like of like the people walking and for for no in particular reason and it's it's like i mean it kind of reminds me of facing of another doing artistic things that way you know like I, I, that's like that part didn't bother me the the part that bothered me was how stupid the plot was <laughs> oh yeah but yeah and it, i i guess that's not really a big deal in this kind of movie no you but. just gotta go with it and not think too much about it and things things happen in such a haphazard, like <laughs> accidental way. Like, like I feel like it's a Alfred Hitchcock presents kind of thing. Like he was having an affair, pretending to kill prostitutes, and then he fell victim to his own ambitions. You know. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminded me of um, uh, Tenth Victim, 
Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminded me of, like, I don't know why, but um, Three Women. Have you seen that? Of course I have. And has Shelley Duvall. Right. Yeah, I, th- I thought you might have. Um, so can you see any similarities? Because I, uh, I haven't seen it in a while, but I was like, for some reason, I'm getting hmm. kind of a Three Women feeling. Kind of. With like the the aunt and the niece, kind of the, like the relationship between Shelley and um uh, uh what's her name Sissy Sissy Spacek yeah Sissy Spacek yeah I I thought some of the visual visuals in that other movie are more like surreal these ones are kind of more like choppy new wave or something like realist and three women has the hottest actress in hollywood history shelly duvall (laughs) and uh, shelly duvall's a hottie come on just joel just admit it i'll admit that i uh i'm glad that you find a woman attractive because i was worried since you've been talking so much about freya and uh no i'm just kidding (laughs) No, we're not getting into it again, Spencer. I was on the other podcast. Yeah, yeah, we'll get, yeah. You can listen to the episode with Martin Kessler. Yeah, we didn't talk about the movie. We just talked about which actresses were hot. Oh boy! (laughs) (laughs) You you like Shelley Duvall a lot? Yeah, I'm being completely serious. She's she's very attractive. (laughs) I used to watch Fairy Tale Theater when I was a kid, and yeah. And some other stuff she was involved in. Yeah, I don't want to go down this road. We need to focus. Okay. okay. So let's go back to this chicken experiment thing. We, we talked about this lap table. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, you know, and Once again, because because the plot is so mixed up going, uh, there there's a bunch of like events that happen that don't necessarily have anything to do with anything. So let's just skip to the actual science fiction part of this. Okay. So on this lab table, uh, by the way, it, it uh, oh, I forgot. There was a part where Marco woke up in the middle of the night and he went over to Gabri's room and she wasn't there. So he went downstairs and started walking around the, the chicken. And uh, look for some reason looking for her and he thought he heard a sound and there was nothing there, you know. So... He while he was doing that, he like knocked into some things on this lab table that we were talking about earlier, and the scientist dude who uh, we know is a scientist because he wears a, a white coat and he's got glasses. Yeah, he says, "Ah, oh, somebody messed with some of my stuff. I wondered if you guys knew who it was." Nope, not really a mystery. It doesn't really matter. Don't worry. Doesn't nope. he put his hand like in an egg yolk? Yeah, he like cracks it. And he like, like cracks trying an egg to wipe with his, his hand, hand off. or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're making it look creepy, even though it's just an egg. But it is kind of creepy at the same time. It's like in the middle of the night, and you accidentally put your hand in an egg yolk. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Yeah, that'd be kind of gross. When that bad thing happens to that animal. Well, we'll get to that okay. after this. Because <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember which happens first. Do you? Uh, not really. Kind of blurred. Like a lot of this blurs into nonsense anyways so later we go back to this lab table and anna is is there and she's like oh my god the most amazing thing you have to see this marco marco comes over and looks and we get kind of a quick view of these like 
they almost look like patties, like a, like a, I don't know, like a flesh fill. It, it's like a Cronenberg thing. They're, they're like wrinkly, uh, fleshy. Ve- veiny, fleshy things that are like pulsing. Yeah, and they, they can breathe, but they don't have a mouth and they don't yeah, need feathers and they just and have. they're growing super fast. Yeah, they double in size in a couple hours and it's just like, ugh. It's, it's like this amazing discovery. It's really gross. It's going to revolutionize the chicken industry. And everyone is excited, except Marco. Yeah, like cracking open this champagne. They're like, oh my god. We're going to make so much money. Celebrate <laughs> mutant chickens. Come on. Anyway, he picks up a pipe and he's like, Hi, no one can ever see this. This is the worst thing ever. And everyone's like, Cut it out, and me as the audience is going. No, no, he's right. Is together. <laughs> yeah. And then there, after he chases them out, there's a very graphic scene of him beating these things into into pulp. Uh, that that's the that's definitely the grossest part, or maybe it's the second grossest part because I think the thing that happens at the very end is disgusting, and it's probably <laughs> probably a perfectly normal thing for some people, but it was really gross to us. No, I think. I think yeah. both things were gross. Oh, okay. This was this was gross enough that I looked away because yeah. I didn't. I knew where they were going with it. Um, Chicken pulp. I kind I kind of uh, yeah, but they just really made it gross. They made these little like chick. They were supposed to be like chickens without feathers that were kind of like just blobs, and it was gross. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it was really good practical effects there. It, it, it felt like almost like body horror. I guess it is technically body yeah. horror. Yeah. Oh, you know what it reminds me of is that oh, in the in the opening part of Suspiria when mm-hmm. you see that guy actually stab a heart. Oh. You know, it's like that pulsing part. It, it it's fleshy and gross. Like so, it could happen. Yeah, like, it could. Uh, I don't mean like it could happen to somebody. I mean like it could happen in a movie. I mean, I don't know. Maybe like there are mutant chickens at some at some like uh, like facilities. Who knows? Oh yeah, that was like a rumor that was going around for a while that like these chickens were being born without essential, like born without legs and other things like that, and just perfectly bred for the purpose of like fattening and then killing. I don't know if that was ever as exposed as an actual thing. I just rem- like I remember that ba- way back in high school being like a rumor. KFC has these mutant chickens. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody I don't just even saw this like movie. To think about it. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I don't know if it was an urban legend in the beginning or if it was real, but it's something I've heard people talk about from time to time. Yeah, it's not true. Chicken is an essential part of life, and we should all respect it. Exactly. So the uh, other thing that Sarah was hinting at that happens is we got that cute, adorable little dog, and he's running around right there. And Marco's stomping around the chicken yard looking for something, and and the dog runs up on top one of the uh, catwalks, as you know, he's barking his little head off, and he like slips, and Marco's like, "Oh no, uh, Blackie!" Right? He says, "Yes." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Blackie falls into the the grinder thing. Just yeah. awful. It's just a thing that happens, and, and it's basically not commented on. <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot about that scene. There's dog paste, and, and it's like, 
I mean, I, I guess the entire purpose is like to give Marco an idea of something he can do later. Yeah. Because there's not, like I said, there's no, there's no sign that there was a dog in there. The chickens are feeding on the, the chicken feed and it's not, not some sort of special, you know, or it's not like a bloody mess or something like that. It just like gets dissolved in with the food and, you know, we've gotten rid of a dog body. Uh, and, yeah. uh. There's no reaction. You would think that he would have a bigger reaction to it, but he's kind of like a farm dog, so I guess they may not have as much attachment to him as a pet, but yeah, they just he's just disappeared. Yeah. Uh it's not, I I've seen worse like uh, uh Joel we cover the movie Gay of Flesh in an episode on High and Low and that has a scene where Joe Shishido, uh aka Chipmunk Cheeks he uh, slaughtered a cow on screen. Wow. I'm glad I haven't seen that. <clears throat> I mean, it's not its not crazy intense what no. it's up to him, but it, yeah. is, it is gross. And it's in very quick cuts. It's fast, but still like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah, and, they, and then they have the decency to eat that cow. Yeah, and uh, John Ward's movie Pink Flamingos, and you see a chicken get smushed on screen in a weird sex scene, and they, they eat the chicken in a barbecue scene that was cut from the uh, film, but you can see it on a DVD extras. That's your favorite movie, right? No, Female Trouble is a better one. <laughs> Which will be on Criterion uh, in June this month, this year. All these movies are on Criterion. Three Women, yeah. uh, Women Trouble, Female called Female Trouble. Female Trouble. Get it right, Lady Joel. Lady Female eggs. Doctor. So yep. anyway. <laughs> There's a party scene where they play a game. Oh yeah, I totally you, forgot about that too. See, that <laughs> I thought tied in with the satanic thing. And I thought the chickens were going to tie into some kind of satanic thing too. Or some kind of Frankenstein thing. Yeah. But um, <laughs> What are the rules of this game? Um, <laughs> it's called a room <laughs> of truth, and okay. you clear out. Maybe it's an Italian thing. Who knows? Hey, you clear out a room. <laughs> it's a traditional Romanian game, <laughs> and you clear out a room of all of everything. Preferably, it should be like a, a light color uh, wall that you mentioned, and um. Two people go in there in a pair, and you're supposed to just tell each other the truth. Yeah. I That's thought, what it's for, telling the truth. I thought they were playing Seven Minutes in Heaven or whatever. You know, like, <laughs> walking in. Because the first couple that go in is like, oh, yeah, this is going to be hot. Everyone's like, ooh, I wonder what they're doing in there. And then like, they come out, and they're like, yeah, it was great. And the next couple goes in, and they come out, and one the, the lady's crying. It's like, wait, wait a minute. Yeah, so it's like either a sex room or it's a room where you are brutally honest with people, I guess. Is it like truth or dare or something? Like I, I don't know. The, the, truth or <laughs> truth or sex? <laughs> I, I guess. I, it's like that scene in The Skulls where Jer, uh, Jer, uh, Joshua Jackson and Paul Walker get lowered in that cage and they can only tell the truth to each other. You guys remember the skulls, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. I worked with someone at my old job who said it was 
she has been genuine one of her favorite movies. I've seen The Skulls a whole crap load of times. It was uh, one of those movies we just had on rotation after high school for some reason. I probably would hate it now. Yeah. Anyway, uh, do, w- what happens <laughs> at this party? Uh, well, well, we know... Oh, 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 I need to mention Gabrielle is wearing a dress like Betty Rubble. Yeah, I said that too. And um, she has what looks like a smoky eye look going on. Mm-hmm. Which is the earliest I've seen any makeup like that. Which maybe uh, this movie set was a trendsetter. Who knows? For well, smoky I hope eye, nobody makes fun of her for that. Smoky eye. Yeah. Do you know what that is? Yeah, I assume it, it means that you've lit your eyeballs on fire. Okay, Joel. No, the the costumes were awesome. This was like sixties clothing all the way. There's like a really cool linen skirt in the beginning I remember seeing and being like ooh I want one of those. And then there's like really cool just like lingerie and stuff of the 60s like and different like little dresses and stuff that the, especially the that Gabri gets to wear. Yeah. Um, that, the actress she was a model and beauty queen and she was 18 when this came out. Wow. It's kind of a, a lot for her to have to do. And the pre- in the previous movie she did with John Louis, Marco, um she and him like hook up and sh- and she is the killer the whole time and kills him at the end. Hmm. That's cool. It it's makes it's more logical but not as ridiculous. But still pretty good. So the part, the party, we kind of know that Gab, Gab, what is her name? Gabri is involved with the other guy, the ad man, or at least that's what Marco is starting to wonder about because they're like talking to each other. Yeah, he he sees them talking and he's immediately suspicious. The power goes out or something, doesn't it? I, yeah, I'm um, some. I think the ad man. Turns off the power to mess with mess with Marco. Yeah, it's just a bunch of things. <coughs> yeah, it's... happen. Yeah, Mar- Marco. I we get the plan laid out. Marco and Gabriel are are in cahoots together. They're gonna. You mean the uh, bad or, man? Sorry, uh, Mondani, <coughs> Mondini, and uh, Gabriel are in cahoots together. They're gonna set up Marco and uh, take out Anna. Marco has already said that he wants to possibly take out Anna so that he can inherit her fortune since she's alone with all the money. But uh, Gabrielle is actually in cahoots with Mondani. I just like saying cahoots, I guess. Cahoots? Cahoots. Yeah. And, and around this time, um, Marco, uh, he storms out of the, organiz- the chicken uh, organization because he killed the, uh, the mutant chickens and everyone's upset. Oh, and fi- he should be fired. <clears throat> Yeah, and he um, goes to someone's office, and not sure if you noticed, but they are filing cabinets full of chickens. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. The, the person like had a bunch of chickens. Like, a, he's like, oh, they really pecked my hand. Yeah. I don't know why it's because just... you're keeping them like that. <laughs> like they are literally in like the like file folders that you'd see in an office. Just like twenty of them. And I can't, I can't help but think, 
how awkward it must have been to get those chickens in there. How much experiment source number 13? Uh, yes, I filed under C for chicken. <laughs> Just like I imagine it, it must have thought and like packed and clucked and tried to fly away so much just trying to stuff them in there. I guess it depends on the chicken because there's during that photo shoot earlier, uh, the two ladies are both holding chickens and those chickens just seem like whatever. Yeah, they're pretty good chicken actors. The other ones aren't aren't so great. So he's out. He decides to go back to his. Uh... Oh, by the way, Anna, Anna, and Gabri are 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 building up this like animosity for Marco and they're they're saying things like I want to catch him in the act I want to know exactly what it's like so they're like you know Anna's like she like straight out says we can pretend we're prostitutes oh yeah she's like (laughs) let's go see the whores and Mm -hmm. pretend and play like we're them and we'll get some really nice underwear yes (laughs) underwear Let's go play like we're a horse. And so they do. They, like, watch them. They hang out in the bar. Uh, there is one part where Anna, like, goes up to the bar with a cigarette. And it's like dogging one of the prostitutes. Like, do you have a light? She's just, like, looking at her. Like, what are you doing? Like, these ladies. This is their territory, first of all. <laughs> it's yeah. like she has animosity towards them because she, she doesn't know which ones her husband has been involved with, if any. Right. Yeah, um, and Gabrielle, she says uh, before this scene, lingerie is important, too. Your bra and panties are almost as important as what's under, what's under them. Yep. <laughs> it's, a, it's a real <laughs> educational film. It teaches you about chickens, about prostitution. The, the scenes where they're talking about the party game and the scenes where they're talking about becoming, like, pretending they're whores <laughs> are both really just the way they talk to each other is so... The, yeah, the dubbing and the <laughs> conversation is so funny. <laughs> it seems like they don't... Yeah, it does. It doesn't seem real. Yeah, it doesn't. It's it's pretty bad, and I I want to see a version of this with like a, that's in Italian with subtitles. Yeah. I don't know I if don't it know even if that's ex- actually going to approve it, but yeah, I don't know if it even exists. To be honest, it's got to be coming soon. They've they've been making so many obscure yeah. movie Blu-rays and, and things like that recently. There's a Blu-ray DVD release of this that's uh, uh, I can look up who did it. I don't think it's Vinegar Syndrome. It's one of the other ones, I'm pretty sure. Arrow? Is it Arrow? I don't know. Oh, I gotta look it up. I'm looking right now. Continue with this story. Alright, so... Gabrielle and Anna are pretending to be whores, and Marco comes by the uh, hotel, and he sees them. He's like, oh no, I, they're on to me, and he kind of leaves and goes, does something else. And that... Wait, oh, okay, I wasn't listening, sorry. The uh, the name of the company <laughs> that released the Blu-ray is Cult Epics. Oh, okay. Oh, I have one of their DVDs. I have a Vamp- Vampiros Lesbos. Oh, good. Only the best. Yeah, they it's kind of hit or miss with them. Of but, course. Um, yeah, so he's like afraid that they're they know what's up, and around this time is it when the other guy 
is uh, in the room, like, like killing somebody. Yeah, the Adman kills his wife, kills Anna, and uh, the Adman he decides to he to, to frame Marco, and so he leaves a dead body, and then he tells the uh, the the what do you call that guy? The guy at the at the front of the, the hotel. Concierge, or yeah. Whatever. Tells yeah. him, oh, uh, uh, tell your client that he has a woman in room. 724 so he, he goes up there marco goes to the room uh sees a dead body and you and he decides to uh hide to, to get rid of the body because he i thought it was marco is going mad and thinks he killed her yeah i, I mean that's part of it sure yeah. yeah he certainly panics rather than well, calling he, the police or, and, but the police are for her to be dead soon that's true yeah. yeah so he has a motive and the police are on their way because the ad man did call the police right yeah. so he takes care of that and the the police do show up and they're they're like oh we heard that there was some some lady get murdered in room whatever and then all the, the prostitutes are like, yeah, I got murdered there last week. Oh, and I got murdered there twice. Yeah, he's a real and, gentleman. Yep, the cops are like, okay, it's BS. Let's get out of here. And, Just like cops. And the, and the one cop's like, no, no, no. We need to at least investigate. You know, he's a boring, the boring parent. <laughs> and um, Marco goes to the machine and decides to, he has the body. And he decides to jump in. Wait, no, no, that's not what happens. <laughs> oh, wait, he it's falls not him in? deciding to jump in. That's the part that's crazy. Oh, he drags, he was... drags the body up there with the, the intention of, like of dumping it into the feet thing. Dump it. And I don't remember if this was referenced before. Uh, I think it must have been referenced before this. He had actually he cut, the cut the railing, hoping that Anna would go up there and accidentally fall in. Or that he could eat at least. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I remember that now. So he's up there with the body, about to about to drop it in, and he like slips. We don't know. I mean, I no, no, because because he, he goes ah. Yeah, yeah. He 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 falls for his own trap. <laughs> whatever, the, whatever the dubbed over equivalent of of yelling for your life and surprises. Yeah. Oh, so no. Marco falls for his own trap on accident. And then Gabrielle and the ad man are go to the chicken coop and they're like, Oh, uh to, to try to like uh like, figure out must have come here. <clears throat> yeah. And then the yeah. police show up and well they can't <laughs> yeah, yeah, they heard a car pull up. They were like talking about <clears throat> what they were gonna do with their money in the future and well, they, everything, they, and then they hear a car. They find Anna's dead body. And they're yeah. like, wait a minute, how did she get here? Like, what are we supposed to do? In the coop, yeah. yeah. And they go out to the coop or uh, whatever. We can't tell anyone. We've got to hide this, right? And so they're getting ready to toss it in the thing themselves. And that's when the police show up. So it looks like caught him red-handed. Yeah. So and nobody knows what happened to Mark. We <laughs> <laughs> can't find him. And everybody loses. And that's, see, that's that, that was when I was like, that's... What the what what is going on here? <laughs> and I think the last the last image you see is one of the cops just really just does a really gross thing. He just see, takes an yep. egg and just like 
like sucks out the yolk and all yeah, that. He he's, it. he's just like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna eat this raw egg, delicious. Uh, like that's fresh disgusting. from the chicken farm. Fresh from the dead dog and man body. <laughs> yeah, they show the guy's hair like dusting things as they're going out of the machine. Mm. Like his scalp is in there or something. <laughs> I didn't even notice. I just know that Marco is chicken feed. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that's the movie. Yep. It's as disjointed as we made it sound like. And, you know, I I was saying I didn't really, uh, I like the movie. That's not, I I had a lot of fun watching it. Yeah. It's just not not a very, uh, it doesn't make any sense, and it's dumb (laughs) that way, unfortunately. It's not, Suspiria doesn't make any sense. But it's it's no. such a mind blowing, uh, color colorful and, and visually interesting movie. It doesn't really matter in the end. This this one tried for a bunch of that psychedelic stuff. You know, uh, like Sarah yeah. was saying, it, it kind of reminds me of the Ted Victim. Also, you know, doing a um, I, I don't know, no, psychedelic. That's a good word. I'll stick with that kind of thing there. And it doesn't have substance like that i think there's i think with the whole chicken thing i think it's trying to comment on like uh, like italian economy or something at the time because it feels like it just feels like why would you pick like uh just uh, like an industry like that specific industry exactly it feels like there's if like if you knew about like italian society and like the the politics at the time maybe and make more sense yeah i i don't know exactly if it is commentary on something but it felt like it could have been there were a couple of parts that i felt like could have been perceived in a different way from the way they presented it but uh it's definitely like at the end like i was saying joel is just like this isn't right but I was surprised by it, and I, I liked it that they were able to kind of, like, I didn't know where they were going to go. It was so random to begin with. Like, you kind oh. of didn't know what to expect from it, and I thought that it was entertaining to watch. Not that it's one of my all-time favorite movies. No, it's already but, on the list. <laughs> but I liked it. And I would like to see more movies like it. It's a story of lust, greed, <laughs> and, and poultry. Yeah, it's um, it's a really one of a kind experience. This movie It's just so. Well, either way, I'm glad know. you picked it because I don't think uh, I, I don't imagine I would have watched it otherwise. So thank you. No, no, well, you're welcome. And uh, a fun, not to say fun, but there's a, another crazy shallow a couple of years after this I really like from 1970 called In the Folds of the Flesh that you can only watch on Fandor or buy it a DVD, which is like 40 bucks. That is kind of follows in the same complete nonsense, but it's a little darker, but it definitely kind of is like in the same vibe of like this, this weird chaotic story. And then there's yeah. like hundreds of other shallows that you guys and the listeners can look at, look into that other people. I'm not qualified enough to talk about Shallow, I don't think. But yeah, it's the whole giant genre of stuff 
Like Suspiria is a great place to start, really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That that's that's the litmus test if you're gonna enjoy this kind of stuff or not. If you can't enjoy Suspiria, probably not. Yeah, you yeah. probably shouldn't explore the rest of it because it's very stylized. It's very particular. Yeah, the plot doesn't really matter, and women are usually being brutally murdered. Yeah, I mean, if you want to watch a really good Jalo, check out the Bloody Pit of Terror. Or check out Tenebre, the Argento Bloody movie. Bloody of terror. I get John Saxon in a in a Argento giallo, and it's pretty good. I just saw a movie with John Saxon in it. Well, it's he's in a... Re- Re- Reluctant Debutante. Well, the, well, he's been in a lot of movies. It had Rex Harrison in it. Oh. He was... Uh, John Saxon was like the heartthrob. <laughs> really? Yes. I need to see that. <laughs> yeah. It was actually very entertaining. It's on uh, Filmstruck, I think. All mm. right, let's uh, let's close <clears throat> this stuff out here. Talk about some uh, no lessons. Uh, lessons. Yeah, I was trying to remember. See, my brain has been fried. You're you're in the you're in the high and low mode, but we're doing the please don't mode. Yeah, you're entering. A world of high and low. I mean, I have a, I have a pretty good lesson. Well, that's good, but let me read this outro stuff All first. Right. Sarah, think of a lesson. Okay. All right. Hey, listeners, if you have suggestions or comments you want to send to us, send our way, send towards evil stuff. If it's anything bad, send it to Spencer. Otherwise... Send it to please don't podcast at gmail.com or message us on Facebook at facebook.com slash PDSMIOS. Hi, bud. Anyways, if you uh, listen to us on iTunes or you have the ability to access iTunes or you know what iTunes is, we'd appreciate it if you went on there and left us a star rating, five stars preferably, three stars if you hate us. Definitely nothing below three. Check out the other podcasts on our podcast network, including such podcasts. As Beckett to the Future, which is a chronological journey through the TV show uh, Quantum Leap. Very enjoyable podcast. Uh, What else have I been enjoying recently? There was a new episode of Life Mark, which is, I think they took a month off. No, just a couple of weeks off. I feel like it's been a long time. Anyways, Life Mark, a made-for-TV podcast, which is a podcast... All about uh, those special movies you get on Lifetime and Hallmark. And if you've seen one of those, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They're laughable for their acting. They're laughable for their big celebrity appearances. They're laughable mostly for their subject matter. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I suggest you check out their their latest episode, episode number 74, on the movie My Husband's Secret Life, a.k.a. Sleeper. And you'll get a feel about the crazy, crazy crap that just gets made into these hour and a half long specials on that channel. Anyways, Life Mark, made for TV podcast. All that stuff is available on eartrumpetaudio.com. All right. Spencer, I'm dying to hear this lesson. What is this lesson that you thought of? Oh, it's very, very simple. Don't, under any circumstances, get involved in the chicken industry. Just don't. It's dangerous. Yeah, it's way more dangerous than wow, I thought. I, I completely agree with that. 
you're, you're going to get some weird marriage with, with someone who's kind of looking at their niece or nephew in a weird leering way, and you might come chicken feed, you might get murdered, you know, it, so much can happen to you. Also, how can you take your bosses seriously when they're like, we want the chicken to be like that brother you never knew? <laughs> I mean, don't, don't you want people to eat them? Yes, just like your brother. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? They used to be a, fr- a friend from the farm or something? It was, uh, we used to think a chicken is no better than a country cousin. A country cousin to what? Uh, I guess everyone has a country cousin that's, uh... Well, yeah, I, don't I mean, know. I, I have a country cousin, so that's, that's obviously what's going on. Is, is that country cousin like a chicken? Yes. Okay. Um, my lesson is... Oh, this movie. In this world, in this movie, the lesson is... Uh, don't, don't trust anyone. <laughs> um don't don't trust your aunt don't trust your husband don't trust the ad guy and what else um i'll tell you who you can't trust the concierge yeah that guy will never let you down he knows what side of his bread gets buttered on don't take your clothes off <laughs> because someone's going to zoom in on you from some <laughs> yeah, place. I don't think we emphasized enough. There there's so much like tantalizing skin viewing on this in this movie <laughs> that's like zoomed in on their, you know, like their thigh and their the top of their shoulders and like yeah, like a lot of bare belly stuff like that. This poster we're looking at for it right now is like legs like knees and like thighs and like up someone's skirt yep oh that actress look at yeah that guy who looks like colombo on the poster for some reason it did remind me a little bit of colombo too (laughs) just just so you threw him into a chicken feed match (laughs) i wanted peter bone to show up and be like you thought you it's really, the strangest thing. Really Why smart. would anyone be tr- pretending to kill you a prostitute? You were really smart. It, you saw the railing there. Yeah. But you didn't think about <laughs> who was going to be the first one to come to it. You're in such a hurry to cover up a crime you didn't commit. You became the victim. Case closed. Oh, okay. Uh, yes. My lesson is underwear is very important. It's almost more important than the things underneath it. <laughs> As we said earlier in the podcast. Yes. Um, and it's a real lesson that, that listeners, you should take that to heart. <laughs> yeah, it's, and that's uh, when I could tell you about our new ad campaign for MeUndies.com. No. Yes. The movie is on Amazon Prime. Oh yeah, yeah. If you if you dare to view it, and it is uh, available there. Yeah, well, watch Suspiria, and then if, if you like it, then uh, watch this on Amazon Prime for free, where you don't have to pay for it. And you've already paid for Amazon Prime. It's the least <laughs> that Prime can do for you. Yeah, I paid for this movie twice because I like it that much. Oh man, 
What is love? We'll see you next week, folks. Thanks oh, for listening. Thanks for guesting, Spencer. What? He knows that. I'm saying thank you anyway. Oh, oh okay. you're welcome, Sarah. Oh yeah, I didn't. I forgot. Yeah, you're on high and low with me. Yes. I didn't even mention that part. Yeah. You I know. know, you guys know Spencer, right, listeners? Yeah, I've been on here before. You listen to both of our podcasts, right, listeners? Hello. Now we'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Later. EarTrumpetAudio.com Ideas and entertainment. Loud and clear.